Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com Welcome everybody, it's 318 on a Sunday. And because of that, we're doing a very special episode of Legalization News. Did you hear all that crap that came out of the Republicans in Washington, D.C., Mingy? So much crap, though. Oh, we're going to go over it. We're going to go <laughs> over it today because uh, it's a Sunday show and we're doing our little activism stuff that we like to do on uh, this, this episode and these channels that we have. But, man, I think like the president's things came off as a nothing burger to me. But then the stuff that they're going to do or that the banking committee is doing in the Senate with the Safe Banking Act is terrible. And like so by they, terrible, I mean 2%. So they want 2% weed. Oh, shit. No, I didn't know that part. You didn't hear the 2% weed part? Oh, man. No. Oh, it is bad. Yeah. So like, you know, you think that the Safe Banking Act is maybe going to make it out of the Senate and it'll be signed by the president. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think that's... Uh, so they put a 2%, uh, what, THC requirement? Oh, yeah. And so let's go ahead. Let's dive in. But it's yeah. not, uh, let's go to the Chairman Crapo. One of the nice things, though, about this is uh, his name is actually very appropriate. His name is Crapo. <laughs> yeah, no so, sure. like, I really like that his name is Crapo because that's kind of accurate. It's, it's Mike Crapo. And then where is he from? Yeah, that's... Idaho. Idaho is probably going to be the last state of the union to actually legalize weed. You know, like it's going to be Idaho, North Dakota or South. No, I think it's North Dakota that's worth. And then uh, Iowa. Where else? Like Alabama, maybe. Well, the thing about Idaho, too, though, is uh, that's where Russ is. Radical Russ is presently trying to get signatures and, you know, do the activist thing. And he's getting harassed by cops constantly. Why is Radical Russ in Idaho? Idaho. He's actually from Idaho. No shit. Radical Russ is from Idaho. I thought that guy was a Portlandier. Is Fucking that how you call people from Portland? Portlandiers? I think so. Or just weird. Yeah. But, um, they do <laughs> like no, he... Portland and Austin. They like to keep it weird. Yeah. Well, there's a. it is funny, too, because I, I did a job when I used to travel as a technician, and I actually ran into a to him at a bar in Idaho, in Boise. And at the time, uh, Lindsay Reinhardt, who was an activist for Idaho, was mm-hmm. having her kids taken away. So, oh, man. Yeah. That crazy shit. I mean, no, they, they still... used to do that all the time. The worst aspect about it, the thing that I hated the most is when like parents would split up and there'd be a kid and they'd be oh. using somebody else's marijuana usage as uh, like a something to get their kids more rights or like take them away yeah. from that, that parent who's actually using cannabis, which I hated. And I mean, like I dated a girl 10 years ago now when we were doing that book and that's when we first met and her ex was freaking crazy just like that where he'd be like all right well i'm gonna try to see if i can get her drug tested so that we could say that she's a bad mother because she's been smoking cannabis which is you know 10 years ago but now it's still it's still a thing in idaho but yeah you know know, idaho's still a fucking thing but yeah so crapo huh what is crapo Crapo. senate (laughs) banking committee chairman mike crapo uh is inviting public feedback on ways to address public health and money laundering concerns with cannabis banking is input is also requested on operation choke point an obama era initiative in which federal agencies devised and relied upon a list of potentially disfavored mark merchant categories e.g firearms payday lenders with the intent of choking off these merchants well uh that has less to do uh with the cannabis stuff but i think it's kind of funny that they have things called like operation choke point so anyway mike crapo goes on 
And he's quoted, unfortunately. Uh, I remain firmly opposed to efforts to legalize marijuana on the federal level, and I'm opposed to legalization in the state of Ohio, uh, Idaho. I do not support the Safe Banking Act that the House of Representatives passed. Significant concerns remain that the Safe Banking Act does not address the high level of potency of marijuana, marketing tactics to children, lack of research on marijuana's effects, and need prevents bad actors and cartels from using banks to disguise ill-gotten cash to launder money into the financial system. I welcome input on all interest parties how to thoughtfully address these concerns. Jesus Christ. Well, uh, the, the most thoughtful addressing of that concern we can do is vote Mike Crapo out of office at the next yeah. time that he is uh, up for election, because when somebody comes out that against and then they say that they welcome input from interested parties, it's just them. a really nice way of them saying, fuck you, but what do you, what do you think? What yeah. Okay. Hey, fuck you. Yeah. But what do you think? Yeah. It just, you know, the, the statement alone, it hurts your brain as you try and digest, it, especially as someone who lives in a now legal state, you know, and, and, and has had medical for over fucking uh, since the 90s to 90. Oh, the first one was Prop 215 in California in 96. So okay, like so we had it in the mid 90s. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm old now, so like trying to like get those years together, you know. Like, oh, so okay. you, you, you can't remember what years were anymore. That's I too graduated bad. high school in '92. I joined the military in 2007. I glad I gathered signatures Thank you for your service. 215. Yeah, you know what I'm saying though. Like, I right. kind of like remember like where I was at in life. Yeah, but that might be one of the lack of research on marijuana's effects. You know what I really yeah. hate about that statement is it's been illegal to research marijuana's effects. And yeah. if, I, if I stay out of the way of the TV, sometimes it makes my screen go dark. But I tried oh, yeah. to have like some weed growing in the background. That's what that is. It's weed little growing. visuals. Little, little visuals. You know, it's the little touches that make the YouTube channel. Damn right. But, yep. but yeah, I mean, it's just the, 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 the vehement, uh, gross uh, misinformation that he puts oh. out about this whole oh, yeah. like, like marketing, the marketing tactics tactics for children. <laughs> Name one, one legitimate adult use. Uh, cannabis company that has ever tried to market children. Well, again, just because uh, people have their name shit called Girl Scout or Fruit Loops, yeah. So is vodka, and, and so do, you know, there's alcohol out there with flavored like lollipops. Yeah. What lollipops? Cream flavored vodka. Yeah. What grown up can't like enjoy sugary treats too? That's right. That's right. You marketed it to children, and then all those weed ca uh, ca cartoon characters like the Flintstones smoking cigarettes. Oh, Remember shit. The, the Flintstones smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Now that was marketing tobacco to children. But nobody ever has tried to mark. Uh, well, uh, the legitimate adult use industry has never tried to market to children. But again, Halloween, no one's giving your kid fucking $30 fucking candies. I mean, no. <laughs> I'm just saying. No. Yeah. <laughs> but then that's the other thing. Address the high level potency of marijuana. That's bullshit. We had tuna on. Remember a couple weeks yeah. ago we had tuna on and he was talking about Santa Rosa gold coming out of Colombia in the 70s. High quality, high potency THC. But the sniff test overall, because I mean, what are you referencing when you say the the increased potency? You know, I mean, essentially, I think they're talking about concentrates, which is still bullshit because concentrates over a thousand years old, too. Hashish. That's right. That's right. Because hash. We didn't. Mm -hmm. The hashtag has an origin. I'm not sure what that hashtag origin is, but we should do a show on that one. Hey, uh, speaking of weird facts, I uh, was just re-listening to a Jack Hare interview on uh, Time for Hemp. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. It was, it was uh, interesting. I've, I really don't know much more about the man than I should know more. But uh, he mentioned that uh, the word canvas comes from uh, etymology. It used to be called cannabis. It comes from the word cannabis. The word canvas. Canvas. Uh, yeah, I thought canvas came from the word cannabis. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's our going at yeah, cannabis being Latin, and because they're using the 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 cannabis for sales, you know, the whole hemp you know material type of thing, mm -hmm. you know, hence the word canvas it used to be made for canvases. So yeah, just a weird tidbit out there. Oh yeah, uh, you know what? Uh, cannabis evidently is a tall plant with a stiff upright stem, and uh, the origin it's it's from Greek and Latin. So. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's so old. This plant is so old and yet has gotten such a bad reputation by the white man in America. By the white man, which is hilarious. <laughs> and that, that's, that's not only true. That is literally true. So who can we blame for marijuana prohibition? Whitey. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you see Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live? Oh, brilliant, night? dude. Oh, oh my was great. God. I had never seen the Gumby. Like, I, It was the first time oh. that I remember seeing Gumby. So he's like shouting like that. And I'm like, what the hell is he doing? And then I, I watched some Gumby clips from like the 80s. I'm like, oh, Gumby. Yeah, I got Dude, it. Eddie Murphy, I think it's under, you know, when he was young, because you know, he was only 
22 and some back yeah. in time. Yeah. Can you imagine being so popular? And yet some of the things he was doing, like the, the Mr. Rogers uh, thing, you know, the neighborhood stuff, he was making like social, you know, statements at the same right. time. Yeah. And, yeah. But he still has it, though. I mean, it was brilliant, the whole episode. Yeah, totally, man. I did uh, enjoy it. I did enjoy what? it. But uh, you know what I did not enjoy? Um, I'm know, more, of this, more of this crapo stuff. So well, let's, here we go. A potency threshold of 2% oh, THC. Motherfucker. And a milligram basis in the final product. A two And then C, a 2% threshold will apply until each state legislature affirmatively determines the appropriate level of THC potency for cannabis and for products on a percentage and milligram basis that appropriately address the health and safety risks to its citizens. So have you ever had like 100 proof uh, bourbon? You know, oh. I had some bourbon last night. I was, yeah. You know. How, how come we don't have bourbon uh, limits on the, the limits of the alcohol percentages? You know? And especially, uh, you know, back in during early prohibition days, uh, you know, people would go blind. That was like the kind of yeah, the what uh, alcohol shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can do it wrong. And, and, and again, we're at a stage now where I can just go to a liquor store. Last night I bought some Evan Williams and, uh, you know, it's the holiday. Oh, yeah. Evan Williams is the. Um, it's good. Like I, we used to drink it all the time back in my old law firm after, you know, you'd practice bank law all day. The thing that you have is a quality bourbon and ice. And so, yeah. um, Evan Williams is my go-to bourbon because you can get the whole bottle and it's like 15 bucks. It's a poor man's bourbon. That's mine. It, it's, it's it like tastes fine in yeah. my opinion, you know, but, but again, you know, and this is, and it goes back to like, you know, at the same time this morning, I went and stopped and grabbed a uh, infused pre-roll because I I prefer their infused ones because they last me about a day or two. I'll smoke okay. a little bit. Does, it, out. does the infused pre-roll tell you how many milligrams of THC are in it? Yeah, well, it comes down to percentages. You know, okay. that, that's where they they deal with the whole thing. And, and, and you know, I still think we have a lot to do when it comes to that form of regulation. When it comes to understanding for the consumer uh, that that lab testing alone is not uniform. So no, you know, I, that's one of the things, Illinois. Their uh, lab tests, there's one that's in Morton, ACT labs, uh, they will routinely test cannabis that's well over 30%. Like that's where like those 36% uh, tests come out of. And so everybody's yeah. just kind of like, well, everybody in Cali or the West Coast that tests stuff and nothing comes close to 36%. They're like, hmm. You know, the problem with that is it comes down to like we talked about before with SOPs. Like you would think standard operating practice would be like, okay, everybody should do it this way. So yeah, but that's like the the. So I I actually am on the editorial board of this, the cannabis law and regulation reporter, and so uh, they've been hounding me for getting my deadline in. So um, I totally blew it. It was a couple of days ago, but I will get it done by the first of the year. But you know, because I've been so busy doing all these cannabis applications, and I'm going to review another one. Another guy wants me to review his and make some comments. I'm like, okay, and um. So I'm going to read like 10 of these applications and I'm from all, all walks of the uh, consultants that are out there. So I'm really going to be digging into like, so these competitive cannabis applications, are they working? You know, that's, that's the yeah. thesis of the article that I'll be working on after today's very special episode of Cannabis Legalization News. Well, won't that really, uh, you can't really prove anything until after, when did when all the uh, licenses get approved and all that crap? When does that happen? Uh, they, they happens in the summer. And so one of the, oh, if you're tuning in, hey, this is, we're going to drop some knowledge bombs on you. Well, not necessarily knowledge bombs, but we are going to say um, the, the rumors from a lot of the consultants and the people that are in the know in the Illinois cannabis world has to do with how they're going to be scoring their applications. And so one way they think they're going to be scoring the applications is first, they will grade all the social equity applications. And if everybody, if there's enough applications that score more than the 200 points, uh, then they will not score any of the other applications. Because Whoa, you can so, only get like the highest score you can get is a 200 if you don't have social equity. So if they dig through the social equity applicants first and they already maxed out the number of applicants, mm -hmm. pretty much you have to be a social equity yeah. applicant. Well, to I, be right. I have not seen any non-social equity applicants. And like, you know, I, I told them. It makes them, sense though. I mean, well, it really right. makes sense. It's 20% of the score. It's at 50 points. The difference between 200 and 250. And so, you know... I don't see how you win without it, but we'll see. And Boy, then um, it's going to be really, really kind of cool. That's that's you know stuff because you have to you have to put it in a Manila uh, Manila envelope. It has to be a certain 
size, and then you take the uh, the thumb drive. And unfortunately, this is all coming at you from a Mac. So now that's one of the things that I'm worried about. Okay, so I do my thumb drive, and then I get this to the uh, the state, and then suddenly, oops, uh, you used a Mac, and they'll try to get it off the thumb drive, and it won't work because they'll probably be using a Windows machine. Uh, so they didn't they didn't put technical requirements though with the uh, actual package as far as like everything. They, did. they said like yeah. they have to be in a Word doc on a thumb drive. I should be okay there. Well, it should be, but then, you know, a thumb drive is going to be formatted a different way for uh, Mac than it is for Windows. So I'm just going to put it on a Windows box. Yeah, no, I would hope they figure that one out. That That's kind of a bummer, but I mean, holy crap, dude, that, that applicant. But, you know, again, back, it should be a staple in every freaking uh, uh, recreational law that comes out. Every state, there should be that, that equity in there for everybody even though it hasn't been that way yet, you know? Well, that's the difference between states that passed it like Washington and states that passed it like Illinois. In Illinois, because we did it legislatively, you had to get that coalition together to be able to vote for it. And then Mm. you have people like Mike Crapo out in the Senate, and he will never vote for legalizing marijuana. So Crapo holding it up the, the, with that bill, is he like the head of the committee? Is that his power? Is that what that guy's position is? Um, I don't know if that's what it is. And I'm also not all that boned up on parliamentary procedure or like, you know, rankings, but he is the Senate banking committee chairman. So like if it's in the, the, the USA is like a big corporation. Right. And so, um, if he's the committee chairman, he's probably much going to say what goes for that. And then they own the Senate. I think they have 52, I think there's 52 Republican senators right now. And so, that's one of the reasons why Trump really doesn't mind about his uh, risk of being impeached because the Senate yeah. has to vote to impeach him and they're going to yeah. not, you know, it goes to that statement that he put onto that freaking, uh, to that bill too, to feel so empowered that you could say, you know, I'm going to disregard what Congress says. And if I, if I feel the need for, uh, was a rule of law, what do you say on this bitch? I don't know. Here's his, this was the big news that came out of Trump. A statement by the president issued December 20th, so a couple of days ago uh, on Friday. And so basically what happened, and this happens every time about right about now. I mean, last year it was the uh, farm bill that got wedged into this. They call it the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2020, the act. And so, of course, Congress has the ability to set the purse and like how much money the federal government has to spend and what its budget is. And then the administration usually presents their budget, but then it has to be voted on and appropriated by um, uh, the Congress. And then the Congress sends that budget to him. And then he says, so he signed the H.R. 1158. And one of the nice things about this, and then I can share it again. So, you know, you look for you look for marijuana. And it only appears this one time. There it is. So Division B, Section 531 of the Act provides the Department of Justice may not use any funds made available under this Act to prevent implementation of medical marijuana laws by various states and territories. And here's where he does his little Trumpian shit. My administration will treat this provision consistent with the president's constitutional responsibility to faithfully execute the laws of the United States. Yeah, that's the want want part. What does that mean? Right. Yeah. You just you pull it out and say whatever fuck you want to do. That's pretty much what you're saying. Pretty much. Or like, so is this is this administration going to be um, executing the laws of the United States in terms of this bill that Congress just passed and funded the government for? Or is he going to be executing the laws of the United States? Uh, consistent with the specific terms of the Controlled Substances Act, and then the raids are going to start again. Well, I did read the the administration just passed as well for immigration, where they're not going to give people a pass if it, for possession. So if you oh, got right. caught, that's always been there. And so anytime yeah, that right. uh, you know, and I'll, I'll tell because I used to do some uh, immigration stuff before I really went full tilt into cannabis, and so I would always tell them like, hey don't because they can deport you for it. And again, it'd be one thing if Obama was still in the office and maybe the deportations wouldn't be so faithfully executed according to, you know, Trump. Uh, but because of that, yeah, it could be justification for you being deported, which yeah. really, really stinks. But, you know, hey, federal government is the one who does the uh, the borders and allows people to be immigration or naturalization. So that's that's a federal uh uh, issue in and of itself. And if it's federal, then they usually have to play by the federal laws. 
It's so, kind of a go-to for that, right? I mean, like, uh, well, what about can can, uh, can somebody who's foreign get a medical marijuana card? I, I would imagine not. Then I don't know because I mean, like, but that would that be a defense? Be like, no, 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 you're not you're not allowed to deport me. Well, actually, again, you have to remember the Department of Justice has been defunded from the uh, war on medical marijuana. But that doesn't mean that the immigration services, the INS, has been defunded to yeah. fight the war on marijuana. Or that gets back to the, the Crapo stuff, uh, Mike Crapo's, uh, you know, uh, things in the Senate Banking Committee, because, you know, they're talking about legacy cash and money laundering. And that's that's very true, because the way that these things are written, they only refer to the Controlled Substances Act. But, but you know what sucks, though? You would think the medical defense would be an offense, right? This is... A medical defense has to clearly get you out of prison. It's got to be your joke well, card, man. Huh? It can get you deported. No, but I'm just saying, even as Americans, we have Americans who tried. You know, Aaron Sandusky, who just got released, uh, mm-hmm. uh, he unfortunately was not allowed to use the medical defense. Right, uh, Lance Glore, uh, his defense was, "I ran medical shops." It was the first time the word medical marijuana was used in federal courts, but at wow. the same time. Uh, it wasn't him being able to say it's my medicine. He was just saying I'm providing medicine for people, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the, just throughout the window. I mean, I I sit there wa- watched all the evidence come in bells of just shitty weed because it sat in some s- exhibit freaking you know storage room, not taken care of, just moldy bags and edibles. Everything that was in a regular store, pot store, was presented as evidence. It's like going to the liquor store making a real purchase and then closing it down. I, it makes no Correct. sense. But as I'm saying, like it does the medical defense hasn't helped anybody. <laughs> you know, it's well, just an I mean, affirmative defense. It's, the, the cannabis laws have not helped anybody. They've just been hurting people for the last 80 years. And then, of course, in the past 24, if, if 1996 was when medical finally started, it, ignoring, of course, the medical cannabis that the federal government has been giving to patients since the early 80s, which even that medical cannabis has more THC than Mike Crapo's yeah. 2%. It's like 3.5% and it fucking sucks. And so like they want to make it, I mean, that now they want to like, especially if Crapo, let's say they try to get the Safe Banking Act passed any way they can. And so they uh, they they uh, go ahead and they, they, they go with Crapo's 2% bullshit and all that. Okay, so now we have three regulations for the same plant. We'd have the regulation for THC levels of 0.3% or less, and that'd be industrial hemp. And then you'd have the THC regulations for 2% or less, and or between 0.3 and 2%, and that would be Mike Crapo's approved shitty weed. And then you would have all the weed that's over 2% THC, which is literally all of it. Um, yeah, man, it's just stupid. It's a shit show for sure, man. It's a shit show when somebody from a prohibition state tries to tell you what they know when they don't know anything. And they're stating as fact. That's the thing that really sucks is this guy, Crapo in the Senate, he is, he's got authority to legislate something he doesn't fucking understand. And he does has no personal knowledge of it. It's just like uh, when, when the Senate or a whole bunch of men get together and say like, hey, you know what we should do? Let's legislate reproduction rights. That's right. Yeah, I don't have a uterus, but I have a lot of opinions about how they should be. And uh, I'm going to create yeah. laws about regulating those uteri. And, and then the fact that this cat is talking about, like, you know, there's not the science. Goddamn thing's over a thousand years old. What do you need to know? Well, it's been, illegal to research. it's been illegal to research it unless you're trying to find the harms. I'm just saying I got personal over 20 years of research that I can testify to in the technical world. It's also known as the subject matter expert or in the legal world. That's right. Uh, you would have capacity to testify. Mike Crapo would not have capacity to testify regarding how and what cannabis does to people because he has no personal knowledge of it, but yet he's allowed to sit there and prevent these cannabis businesses from accessing banks because he remains firmly opposed to efforts to legalize marijuana on the federal level. You know, this is a fine example of the BS that happened in Michigan because the guys that were in charge of the rules there were previous law enforcement and also the BS that uh, uh, Massachusetts has been facing in, in, in Rhode Island. All these cats have all these previous law enforcement people. Now, Washington has kind of the same issue, but the same sense, we also brought in a bunch of business people. So not only do we have a bunch of people who were just not, you know, who have, yeah. who are formally arresting people for it, but then we got business people who were, were not even agriculture based, but they did help create an infrastructure of uh business pretty much which I, I guess is okay but you know washington dude 
what is up with people and like they're hard on for cannabis doing good for people? What do you mean? Like, you mean like all the activism of people or like cannabis? Well, what, what do I you mean? mean? So, like here in Washington, uh, here, let me, sh- I can, let me share my screen if I can. I'm going to try yeah, you this. you should be able to figure it out. Or you can always throw me the link. But well, hey, I'm, I'm know, not really retarded. Oh, oh, I forgot. Hey, uh, welcome. Uh, this is one of those shows where Miggy explains that he's retarded. Not, not fully. Not fully. <laughs> not fully. So, oh, no, dude, you totally did it. Nice. Yay. I rock sometimes. So here we, the, the liquor board just lost a lawsuit for goddamn a string of Christmas lights. Uh, yes. String of oh, Christmas oh, lights? No. Uh, so yeah, the the LCB decided that these guys were in violation for having Christmas lights that spelled now. Now, granted, it's not the fanciest way to do things, but they had the word pot in their window. Okay, and and, and apparently the word pot in their window. What happens? They they were t- taken down a fine, and so here uh, the owner cost the shop over thirty thousand legal fees to argue the case that they won't get back thirty grand in legal fees because they spelled the word pot in Christmas lights during Christmas time. Rather, like this is just part of decoration. Yeah, and crazy alcohol displays when you go to any grocery store for, for Christmas. Oh, my gosh, we lost Miggy, which, of course, stinks. But then at the same time, I'm sure he'll be right back. He is uh, working somewhere. Oh, he's coming back. But until the oh, I'm a little retarded. Yeah, <laughs> tiny bet. I tried to close the, the window and I closed the goddamn thing. But yeah, besides this Christmas light thing, uh, also the LCP does not want shops to be wrapping gift wrapping no uh, gift wraps you can't uh, uh collect goods and give a discount oh, I see 21. You're like what the hell is up with uh you know all these regulations about like people can't have fun with cannabis yeah do good things yeah well i'm not sure if like spelling the word pot wow. christmas lights is a good thing well, it's but, a you know, it's trying thing. to be creative it's trying yeah. to celebrate the product that they're selling that they believe in that they fought for for so much you know yeah, I mean, you're just celebrating. And our, and our, your new partner, Kush Twenty One, they're not allowed to give discounts for goods for food. What? Yeah, that sucks. Or, or toy drives that are being stopped because they're in violation of their state reg. How is helping your local community a thing, man? I don't get it. I don't get it, man. Cannabisism. I like it. Yeah. Cannabis some. Cannabis some. But then Steve Kerry is a constitutional conservative and a Trump supporter. Member of the ramp, Republicans against marijuana prohibition. Nice. Yep. So, yeah, he doesn't agree with Trump on this. But that's the thing, like Trump. And then what he said there, like, what did he really say? He said nothing. I mean, that's one of those beautiful things where it says nothing. Like, my administration will treat this provision consistent with the president's constitutional responsibility to faithfully execute the laws of the United States. What law are they talking about in there? Are they talking about the CSA or are they talking about the budget? You know, and and, 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 uh, and that's the thing about the law, too, because isn't there can't you say, I mean, God, I hate this shit, dude, like politics and the and legal shit can both be dry and super analytical. Right. Where you're just like, this is already laid out in a way that we know the process. unfortunately, uh, uh, murder massacre. Mitch knows that kind of shit. Right. Somebody who knows how to manipulate the process. And then you got uh, like what I would think is the moral uh, law, right? Where morally, for the greater good, prohibition has just been bad. Oh, it, the prohibition is one of the. It's it, it. It may be the blight of the 20th century policy, but there's so many bad 20th century policies. It was one. It's definitely in the top 10 of terrible ideas of the 20th century. Right. I mean, like stuff that's caused wars and stuff, but the fact that this longevity of a bad policy that it has increased. From uh, uh, you know, giving more powers to the wrong end, right? If if this People thing was hate weed, man, that's the thing. Like, yeah, like you know, I'm I'm really happy that I had this uh, you know exposure to the first application round here in Illinois, and now you know, now I got it. So I'm like, okay, cool. I can't wait for the next applications to come out here on the seventh. You know, for the transport of the growers and the infusers. Um, the way that I'll have that all set up now is just you know, more like clockwork in a machine. So the more, the more clients that I get, that I get licensed to the bigger that, you know, the louder I'm going to get until this law is just fucking done. And it's, and it's actually regulated correctly. And I think Illinois is about to, because in Illinois, we understand we're pretty smart people. I mean, that's where options were invented, you know, Chicago. So they get business and they get math. I'm pretty sure they're going to do some 
awesome shit with uh, the cannabis industry here. Well, no, Chicago for sure. And I think with your uh, position, I mean, dude, in a legal market, you earn what you get paid because it helps that infrastructure and establishment. And you're helping your clients just meet the, the criteria, right? I mean, the criteria moves. Yeah. Like, I, I was trying to help my clients have better applications to shore them up you know, for my knowledge and experience after they answered knowledge and experience points on, on November 25th. And then December 12th, two days after they started taking applications, I'm pretty sure they backed it because I, I, I go to that website all the time and I didn't remember seeing it on December 9th when the date of the act, which was a Friday, by the way, which mm. was the date of the uh, press release. So it might have been one of these things how like, you know, the president had that press release on uh, December 20th on Friday, you know, saying that what law is he going to follow for mm. his constitutional thing? But uh, so they dumped it on a Friday and then by, oh, no, it was a Thursday because I rolled out of bed and I did a video about it real quick. And so uh, now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not putting myself on any more apps in the sense that I don't want to uh, help them win, bring up their point levels and then create a tie. And there's fewer licenses that are available. So me being on more than one app might get people disqualified. And I'm like, Ugh. You, know, <laughs> you guys are just killing me here. You know, but I mean, I hate to say it, dude, but those are first world problems. <laughs> But it's also my life is replete with first world problems. Like <laughs> I am so fucking blessed. I have like nothing really, really wrong with me. Everything that I bitch and moan about are complete first world problems. But, you know, though, the thing is, though, you've earned this spot, dude, because you were there 10 years ago when people were telling you you're a piece of shit bad guy. Oh, uh, I had a fake name. Um, and, you know, I, I would I sold, you know, several hundred of those books. But then, um, you know, I got a job at a, at a law firm where they're like, no, 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 no. We're well, a like, banking law firm. I like this one, dude. Look at it. Washed out my but, volcano bag with chocolate milk yesterday and drank it. Melted away my chronic pain. Oh, that is weird, man. I'm not sure if you... I wouldn't necessarily recommend that simply because... Of, but I it's a volcano you, bag. It's like a vaporizer. Maybe the bag was like, you know, worn out. And so it was the last thing that they did before they yeah, threw it away. Yeah, because yeah. then you get like like the like milk would be like sediment in there. I mean, can you clean it up properly all the way? I don't know, man. But that reminds me, back in the day, I used to have one of those uh, vaporizers, and I I wore that thing to the ground. And so, like, you'd plug it in, and it would heat it to like four hundred degrees, and you have a little disc of weed, and then it would be look like coffee grounds, and you were done. I used that thing until it broke, and so that you know, here I got a an old bag. Yeah. I like how it's, uh, it's it's real time, so we can actually have a talk with the uh, the people in the audience. Oh, oh uh, nice, dude. Yeah. So you were t talking about how, like, especially in Washington state, they have this, um, you know, the people don't like people to have fun with cannabis or even have it be like family. Right. So like yeah. you sent me this one. This is an NPR story from Seattle. Yep. Yeah. An NPR story from Seattle on December 19th. She's been engaged for six years. Marijuana laws prevent her from getting married. So uh, Nick and Miriam, I, I think Mary Am, right? Is that Mary Am? Yeah. 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 Nick and Mary Am have Nick's name was easy to pronounce. <laughs> and uh, but unfortunately, Washington state law, RCW, I guess that stands for like what? Oh, uh, Recreational Code, Washington, I think. Or some shit Recreational like Code of Washington. Some shit okay. like that. And then WAC, the Washington Annual Compilation. Oh, that's one I'm not familiar with, though. Um, I, one of the things that I could become, but I'm not, is a Washington lawyer because I've been practicing long enough now and they have reciprocity. But because of these laws, uh, Trinity Products' CEO provides to marry Canna uh, West Seattle's retail dispensary and boutiques owner's Nick. So that's crazy. That, well, um, I know both those. I know that shop and I know that brand. And she's got good flour and it's a nice little shop in West Seattle. And, mm -hmm. uh, it's unfortunate, dude. How can you not like eventually you're gonna cross paths? Right. People are gonna like each other. I mean, what do you again, bad regulation? What are they what, what are you doing here? What 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 are you stopping? Well, I mean, they have license limits in the state of Illinois, too, but the license limits are limits. Like you can't own more than 10 licenses uh, for dispensing. It's not uh, a husband and a wife can't own a uh, license together. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, well, yeah, but See, I, here's what I've seen, too, because of the I think it's marked up like 30 percent tax. I mean, it's some insane amount that gets you know in between. And I've seen a grower who sells it to their 
uh, brother who's the store owner. So each one has their license along the way and are cutting deals to each other along the way. Um, but the whole, yeah, why can't somebody just marry somebody that even if there was another store owner? I mean, well, I would understand like, OK, if well, no, not even then, because like with Illinois, it is uh, well, I think you guys also in Washington state, are you guys a community property state? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we aren't. We aren't a community property. Wisconsin is, Arizona is, Washington State is, but yeah. So that that would be. I could see them having a problem then because, like you know, maybe they're trying to control how much they own. But if it's a community property state, and one per, one spouse owns it, then the other spouse also owns it. I mean, there's forms that I have in my uh, my bag of tricks for cannabis contracts, and one of them is a spousal consent or spouse. Yeah, I think it's spousal consent. So like when the LLC is owned by one of the spouse members, the other spouse has to write, I promise that I'm not going to come try to get your shit uh, because it's, you know, community property. Technically, yeah. it's also it's also theirs. So like that means like your wife literally owns half your shit. But still like two joining forces, one's a grow, the other one's a shop. And, you know, why can't they have the perspective incomes, get married and then community property state? Yeah, they do divorce. They'll split. I yeah. mean it's it just seems uh, one of those just rules that you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Pretty much, you know? Well, okay. I mean, we'll just add this to number 1,468 uh, what the fuck aspects of the cannabis laws simply because of that. You know, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, the, the regulation, though, is going to get better, I hope. Hey, check oh, this man. out. Look at that. You guys passed recreational cannabis in Seattle. I'm sorry, in Washington State in 2012. And legal sales took two years to get yeah. going. Well, that was that was the infrastructure. So we passed the law. It took a year before they said, okay, you can have stores. And then they had stores. But the stores uh, were both medical and recreational. So there was two different shops. One that used to be the medical, and they always stayed. But they weren't recreational now. So you couldn't go in there anyways. You needed a script. And uh, and then SB 5052 came into effect. I don't know the year that happened. Let me see. SB 5052. But so that was a nail in the coffin for medical. Then that was in 2017. That law pretty much said we're going to merge the markets. And it, it fucked a lot of people. Yeah. But I mean, we had it a year after it got legalized. Well, that could be happening in Illinois in five years. They might try to merge the markets then. But well, I, don't, I don't know. I think you like guys home grow because like you guys don't have home grow, but your your uh, medical patients do. So you still have medical marijuana over there. Technically, yeah, yeah. All I right, mean, I think that's probably going to be how it ends up here. I'm still stoked on uh, putting some seeds in the ground here in about eight days. Nice. Uh, that's going to be the shit. I've never grown my own, but um, so I can learn. I can learn a whole th new thing. What's that? Yeah. So have they created the infrastructure for that? Do you can you go buy seeds now, or are they waiting for the recreational law to kick in? No, and not only that, I nobody even knows when the seeds are going to be available for sale in the um, dispensaries. They eventually will make it, but it's just like everybody else. Everybody's buying their seeds or selling their seeds on the internet. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's my argument for home grow, though. Because so, could you go get some uh, some cannabis seeds in Seattle? When I was medical, I had the option to uh, uh, when I went to these medical stores. There were clones and seeds. It all depended on who, whatever the shopkeeper wanted to keep up. Because seeds aren't cheap. Seeds were like 10 for 100, no matter what. Even in Oregon, if I go there now. Wow. So, and then there's no guarantees. Like, you know, are every I'll single one. Are they right? Yeah, so. anything. Uh, and, and, and having a piss poor green thumb, I don't want to risk $100 for some weed that I can just buy in the store anyways. Yeah, but then uh, it's not risking $100. Have you seen the setups? I mean, like the stuff that this guy's gotten going on oh, yeah. his YouTube channel, but he's like sponsored by a lot of like the growers that are actually, you know, saying like, hey, you know, check out our order notification process. Um, yeah, I think my problem is too, is I've devoted a lot of my time to uh, uh, kind of just checking out the market, see, watching this whole thing evolve. Like I could have been a grower. I could have devoted time to trying, but it, it's a lot of time. Uh, you know, I got kids, I got a job. I just kind of focus on that shit, the writing part of things. And then, uh, you know, when I do try my green thumb, it's for an outside grow in my backyard where you just, just let it go. Right. <laughs> it works sometimes. God do the work. Damn right. Yeah. So he, he doesn't do the weeding though, or she, or whatever it is. I don't know. If I... <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. You have to do your own weeding. You know, God made this world so we'd have to be alone in it and see what happened. What do you do? You, you go ahead and you call cannabis marijuana and then all these white men just throw it 
throw it out. And then suddenly they're all addicted to opioids and then they're, they're getting arrested and there's privatized prisons. And uh, yeah. Hey, check this Terrible. out. This is from uh, 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 Massachusetts and Reddit. Uh-huh. Uh, this guy, because Massachusetts just, uh, I believe you have they to blow that up, man. I can't even see it. Can I make this bigger? There we go. Yeah, you can hit control plus. Let's see. Control plus. So what happened here? There you Let's go. Hey. Zoom in there. Bag of blunts. Notice to claim property. Five years later. Five years. So those blunts are now full of CBN. But it's just, how do you, first off, they held this property for five years to prove what? Like, what were they going to prosecute this guy with? Like, what? And now they're saying, okay, because it's legal now, you can pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, officer. Well, Marijuana's been decriminalized in Hawaii, and hopefully it's going to go recreational. I figure Hawaii has a pretty sweet program when it comes to medical, there but uh, I don't know. And then this is another one. No, no, I am not an angel investor. I'm actually quite poor. I still have student loans. <laughs> yeah, but in, I mean, everybody has a misconception about like uh, who we are as people because we're willing to stamp up and talk about this. Like, I mean, it's not very often you got a lot of people right. that... You know, no, and a lot of people will keep their own prejudices inside and they will they just hate weed, man. They they aren't going to do it. They think that it smells. They think that it's bad for you. They don't want to hear it. You know, they're they they are just not into it. They don't care. And these are the people that are making the laws. And it's terrible, you know, and so until and then that's one of the things that I do like that the industry is getting more and more mainstream. And now that you're turning on a state like Illinois. Uh, and then if you turn on like Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, Florida, then you have all that money coming in. And so I don't understand. And, you know, we're going to have um, Jared Moffat of MPP on in the future talking about fundraising for uh, cannabis and like, you know, fundraising for the political lobbying, which, you know, evidently doesn't mean that just because all these companies are making all this money now, they aren't writing a check to their congressman and saying like, hey, you know, we need more. Well, it, and it's proven even with medical stuff, dude. Like when 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 Washington had medical, it wasn't medical people cutting a check to write to get recreational to happen. You know, that's that's they look at it two ways. One, I might be losing my business, you know, fearful, and and two, I'm good with what we got. Like, yeah, when, when you're medical- you trying to rock the boat here, I own that prison over there. Cannabis is illegal, and then we're also now going to start criminalizing immigrants, so we can just keep locking them up. And then every person that I, every head on a bed in that prison is worth X to that investor. You know that's the problem. So uh, Tap T asked if uh, you have any opinion on when you can expect prices to uh, level off in Illinois when it kicks. Oh, prices are going up before they go down because, like, seriously, I've ser- I've heard some dispensaries aren't even going to be open on the first because you know the medical dispensaries. It's just a medical bu- business. They're usually closed Mondays. Uh, they'd be closed on holidays. The first is technically a holiday. It's yeah. New Year, you know, and so I. I I'm not sure if my medical dispensary is going to be open that day and offering adult use. Let's hope so. But um, yeah, I think the real shit show will be January 2nd. All those people running to try to get in line before noon to get their cannabis app in. Because right now on the first, you're going to have whatever stores you have now period right uh yeah yeah even the uh people that have gotten their second location approved i don't think that they have you know started building yet they had to get those approvals and now that they have those approvals now they can start building and then they'll be able to open their second location hopefully by spring yeah i, I mean i figure honestly dude it'd be like two years before you guys start seeing a, a, a stages of quality of like okay you know my ten dollar pre-rolls or uh my go-to or whatever mm-hmm. Um, when it was medical out here, uh, I could buy a $3 pre-roll, no shit of quality cannabis wow. and because of taxing and everything. Like a gram pre-roll? Like, like, like a full gram. Yeah. Full gram, three bucks already ground, already rolled. Wow. And it was made from flour, you know? And, and the thing is though, with the taxes in between, uh, so many people have, uh, uh the quality is gone. And yep. so, uh, now I have to pay higher for a good quality. Uh, my go-to price range is 10 to 15 for something that's not going to make me hurt. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'll try something because as an asthmatic, uh, uh, I can, I'm sensitive to, to bronchial issues. And sometimes yeah, it's a bronchial dilator, but then that means you want a really nice, clean flower. And then I bet <laughs> there's probably, I, if I had the asthma, I'd be researching what terpenes are, are really good for asthma then too. 
Yeah, no, that's a huge thing. And I've, somebody told me, but, and as I've said before, as a consumer, I just go to the store and kind of get, I'm still not in this, this experimental stage of where I'm trying to make it like, okay, this is going to be my oats. Go always go to for breathing issues. I'm more like, which one's gonna make me feel good? Well, not only that, there's no supply consistency. I mean, like it's kind of uh, going to my dispensary is a little bit like going to Costco. You're not really sure what's gonna be there. And, yeah. You know, yeah oh, man, thank you, thank you, Tapeta. Uh, Piney. Pinene. Yeah. So it must be the alpha or beta pinene is the one. And I, I yeah, so I hear that one's good for your um, your asthma. So go with that. Go with that. I tell you, but the prejudice is real, man. Otherwise, that prejudice wouldn't be there. And the Senate would have been like, you're right. This is a terrible, terrible travesty. And this industry is growing and it's probably going to pass 20 billion dollars this year. And it'll probably be 25 billion next year. Uh, Can you be a cop in Illinois and be a part owner? I don't think there's any restrictions on cops being owners. I know there's restrictions on the elected officials. So like if you are. Uh, in the legislature for Illinois. So like if you're a state senator or a state rep, I don't think you're allowed to own for two years after you leave. But I thought that was the only uh, limitation as to ownership for public officials. Well, what about the uh, actual police department having any regulation on their people for that? Uh, I know Phoenix, they just released, uh, they're allowed to have CBD. You know, you're allowed to be test positive. Good. I'm so glad that a lawful substance is now okay for you to use. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if they like came out and said, it's okay. Our agents can now use apples. Well, like, you know, your, your TSA just said that they're not going to bust people for weed. Thank you for letting me pass through some legal shit. Are you kidding? Like I've been flying with weed for the, since I got my medical card uh, <laughs> just to see what happened. You know, that's kind of the fun thing. It's like, well, I'm going to bring this I'm not saying like try to drug mule it or anything. Don't go buy, yeah. don't go looping and buy like 10 ounces and put that in your bag. Like you're clearly going to be buying it for profit, but yeah. yeah, you got like a, an eighth left. Meh. Yeah, no, it's 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 okay. I most time, uh, I I don't worry for myself as much. You know, my son travels. He's he's of course now an age where he's eighteen, nineteen, and uh, yeah, I still worry for those my little guys. But uh, yeah, for the most part, it was worse when you were the, their age, though. You know, way and more prejudice, and it's still scary when I, when we're across these state lines, especially in Idaho. Oh yeah, Mike Crapo's Idaho. Yeah. Hey, the, uh, I'm going to share this too with you and the uh, um, uh, viewers. This is a ad from Norway, which I thought was kind of interesting. It's a drug ad. Uh-huh. Uh, it just amazes me that there's other countries that are, are past our own ignorance. Let me see right. if I can zoom in on this too for you. Oh, there it goes. So like Sophie did not die when she tried LSD. She had the substance test and knew what it contained. Yeah, LSD. John did not die when he overdosed on heroin. He, I mean, all these drugs, you know, we, we, we have a drug ignorance in American society. Right. We've and- criminalized substances and we've criminalized people's uh, addiction. And because we've criminalized people with addiction, it's, yeah, it's the wrong way to help treat it. If anything, it's going to exacerbate it because you're going to be a lot more stressed if you got like 10 years that you're facing in a federal box. Well, like we talked about private prisons. I mean, they're just an institution of uh, uh, turning for cheap labor. You know, well, uh, yeah, the, the, that's one of the things I think it's like the 14th Amendment or what's the one that uh, prevented slavery or like ended slavery, but then said it's OK if you're a prisoner. Yeah. So yeah. like this is the back end of slavery. I mean, yeah. essentially, <laughs> you know, uh, um, man, this keyboard is the shit. It just goes to sleep and then you have to wake it back up. <laughs> well, we had our own technical issues. <laughs> first world problems. Total yeah. first world problem. You know, how like when you're trying to type, but your keyboarders has gone asleep and you have to like type. On the, the space bar? Oh, I hate that. You know when your vape pen fucking gets clogged up and you got to heat it up a little extra longer? Oh, this is horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. The 13th ah. Amendment and all of our wisdom. Oh, good. Okay, everybody, we're going we're gonna to donate to Lee, the Legal Information in- Institute. No, we're not. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as punishment for a crime where the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. So slavery is fine if you've been convicted of a crime. Remember that. There is no such thing as slavery unless you're a convict. Especially a a drug cannabis user or any sort of drug user i mean that's the problem by making uh all these substances and their possession their mere possession a crime and you know that 
the the federal government really was a limited government. It was the state's governments that had the this, the police power out of traditional speaking. So you know the Controlled Substances Act, all these crimes, they are commercial regulations. They are regulations in commerce. Isn't that bullshit? Well, it, doesn't a lot of this too? Our situation comes from people, like I said, manipulating the uh, process. Like uh, when Alaska legalized it years ago, and then they said, okay, well, you're not going to get federal funding for your highways. I mean, somebody knows how to manipulate things. They're going to take the money from you. That's the other thing about the not just the Safe Banking Act. If the Safe Banking Act passes, woo, great. Well, they'll be able to have bank accounts. And then, you know, who's going to be in there with their hands out? Going to be the IRS because of that IRC 280E. I mean, why would the IRS? Is, they're just getting free money from cannabis. Why would they try to take it out of the Controlled Substances Act when you could pass the Safe Banking Act, give them access to bank accounts, and then just rob them? If if taxation is theft, if yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then on top of that, you know, we still have so many other reparations with the go with like college funds and shit like that, where you know we're we're cutting people from allowances or from uh, uh, grants. Yeah, like you know, some people in the cannabis industry have a hard time getting a mortgage or a bank account. You know, yeah. it's all kinds of a cannabis biasness. You know, and what did it ever do to them? Seriously, tell me, show me on the doll where cannabis touched you, Mike Crapo. Seriously, <laughs> what did it do to you? Why are you? And then what did he say? It was, it was, he did not mince words at the beginning. You know, it's, it's what he started with, like right at the top. I remain fully opposed to efforts to legalize marijuana on the federal level. And I am opposed to legalizing in the state of Idaho. Uh, what, what did, what did cannabis do to Idaho? Did it make it less white? Is that the problem? I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that could be a thing, dude. Even though, like, yeah, there's so much fucked up here. Uh, hey, man, on that note, though, I, I should be blasting off. I got things to do today. Dude, yeah. I was trying to, like, you know, uh, just start farting or, like, you know, belching into the microphone, anything. But it, it says that we have, like, 42 people still watching this feed. So I was like, yeah, people get bored. No, uh, leave. I didn't. I, I think didn't. it's great that uh, we have Unfortunately, Steve Carey Third abolished the IRS. Make sure you pay your taxes, Steve, and, and document everything because I'm sure that the IRS is watching Google just to make sure they, who they can find to audit. But also, on that note, uh, if you do get one of these cannabis licenses and you are out there, um, there's a high likelihood that you will be audited because it's not if, it's when. It's like a 20% audit risk for these cannabis uh, retailers, which is redonkulous. And that's all one of the reasons why when we set these things up, we elect to tax them as a C-Corp or we actually make them a C-Corp. So... That's where the audit stays. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, you know, it's definitely the new red flag, right? Anything to do with cannabis and, and especially they know which states to put you out at. I mean, oh, that's yeah. but anyway, man, uh, another week in the activism. And so uh, join us on on Wednesday, Wednesday for our Christmas special. Damn we right. Christmas special. And then, uh, of course, check out over uh, CannabisLegalizationNews.com. Miggy's been putting up uh, new stuff in there. And if you need anything, you can Google uh, Cannabis Lawyer. And we will see you real soon.